Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest emerging and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Many thanks, and it's great to have you back for another episode of Joy Sounds, music you need to know. Today's show features an exciting New York-based band, B. Miles. We talk with Brenna Miles of B. Miles about their newly released record, In Order of Appearance. The new record is filled with sweeping dynamics, taking the listener to very high highs as well as very low lows to reflect the many moods Brenna navigates in New York every day. Brenna also talks about how she has leaned into the community that she's built in New York that have been invaluable not only in her creative life, but in supporting her through the challenges presented by the pandemic. During the show, B. Miles gives three live performances of songs off the new record. They perform Worst Enemy, Neighborhood Haircut, and Brenna at Some9to5.com. So to begin the episode, this is B. Miles performing Worst Enemy on Joy Sounds.
And that was Worst Enemy by B. Miles. And it is my pleasure to welcome to Joy Sounds Brenna Miles of B. Miles. Hey, Brenna, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Chris? That song, Worst Enemy, this is off your new record, In Order of Appearance. First of all, congratulations on the new record. Thank you. What a great track. I love how the energy builds. It just ramps up and ramps up to that that sort of peak. What what a dramatic song. This song actually came about because one of the producers that I work with, Matthias Corlary, he was playing through, you know, some samples that he had been fooling around with and he showed Eric Nisgretzky, my songwriting partner, and I, this sample from Cool and the Gang of Light of Worlds. And it sounded incredible. And we just had this moment of, okay, we have to write a song and we have to put this sample in it because Mm. this just sounds too cool. Um, So that's really how Worst Enemy began. And when we started building around the song and even, you know, writing the album itself, we wanted to write the album specifically with live performance in mind. You know, the past two EPs that we wrote, we weren't thinking specifically of live performance. So when we would record in the studio, it would sound one way. And then when it was, you know, we were trying to replicate it live. Right, right. It's a completely different ballgame. And so with this album, you know, we love playing live with the band and we wanted to write something just for the band. I should make sure our Joy Sounds listeners know that that was a live performance of Worst Enemy. So you guys really wanted to preserve the energy and character of your band sound. That was that was an important mission as part of this record. Yes, 100%. And you'll you'll hear that throughout the entirety of the record, there's a significant amount more of aggression and more gritty sounds in this album than there are in the EP. And there's significant amount more of just live gritty guitar that we wanted to throw in there and make it sound more live. So this sounds like an integral part of the evolution of the sound of B-Miles. It sounds like you're going through a process and arriving at this sound. I would say that B-Miles is a project that is constantly evolving its sound. I don't ever want to find a sound and say, this is the sound that we're sticking with for now on. Um, I want to always constantly evolve B-Miles and continue to try new things. I don't want to pigeonhole B-Miles into you know, a specific genre or category. So tell me about the origins of this project. How did B. Miles come together? So B. Miles actually came together when I met Eric Nisgretzky, who is my songwriting partner. We met in college. We had every single class together and every single meal, and we just be- kind of became fast <laughs> friends. And uh, we started just writing music together in our dorm rooms. We released the first Be Miles song, I think our senior year of college. And after we released the music, a few months later, it kind of just took on a life of its own. It, Mm. It really happened with the song Salt. You know, I woke up one morning and there were people from South America and Europe messaging me with covers of the song. And it was this just like incredibly surreal and and humbling moment. And that's kind of when Eric and I decided, okay, we have something here. Let's continue going down this path and, and keep this going. We've been writing together 
now I think almost seven years. The first two producers that we make, that we work with, they go by the production name Noise Club, and they produced our first EP, 2015, in full, and they really, really helped shape the sound of B Miles, as well as you know the the mind of you know Eric and myself. From there, with the second EP. Um, we were introduced to Matthias Corleri, and that kind of, you know, introduced a new aspect of the production and sound that we wanted for B Miles. And once we were really focusing on the live band element, then we had, you know, all of these incredible live instrumentalists that were also helping this sound for B Miles. You know, we have an incredible, incredible guitarist named Rob Seeley, who we wanted to write more music that would, you know, highlight his talent. Jackson Furlick is our drummer and also a producer of B Miles. And he's been an integral part in shaping the sound as well. Mikey Alexander, who has recently joined and has been helping us with, you know, the synths and keys. He is also, you know, very integral in making the sound. He's had a big influence on our, you know, piano use as well as strings. Part of your story includes the relocation uh, to <laughs> New York, which you, yes. you told me before we got started that you're celebrating your fifth year anniversary of being in New York. And so what drove the decision to make that that change and uh, that leap and make that transition to New York? You know, I have or I did live in L.A. my entire life, and it was the only thing that I knew. After college, my songwriting partner and all of my bandmates moved back to the East Coast where they were all from originally. And I moved back to L.A. And there was kind of this this, this moment of if you want to continue to do this, you have to move to the, to the East Coast. And at that point, I was also just ready for a change, ready to taste something new. So I actually I bought a one way ticket. I didn't bring anything <laughs> with me. That's commitment. One way <laughs> ticket. Here we go. I uh, I crashed on Eric's couch for, I think, a good three weeks. And I just kind of said, I'm not leaving until I find a job. And as soon as I got the job, you know, I called my mom. I said, great, I got a job. By the way, I'm moving this weekend and <laughs> I'll see you later. So there was there was no fallback plan. This is there was this- no fallback. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lesson in that. It's just like, let's go for this. If we're going to go, we're going to go, right? Exactly. How has New York treated you? How, how has it been these past five years? I adore New York. Everything from the people to the energy. You know, when I first came to New York, the very first thing that I did here was have a performance. And my first performance was at a venue called Mercury Lounge, which is still to this day, one of my favorite venues to perform at. It really brings a sense of community and home when you're in these venues. You know, there's right. there's so many people that are part of the live music scene in New York, and it is such a scene. That's the thing that's really kept me here. Um, you know, there's nowhere else at this point that that feels quite like home. And especially right now with everything that's going on with COVID and the fact that there are so many venues that are hurting right now, it it breaks my heart because uh, to me, those venues are what make New York, New York and what makes it so special. And there's an extended community that comes with that scene, the bartenders. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an entire ecosystem 
that got affected by the live music um, scene shutting down. And, and heartbreak is the exact right word. No, a hundred percent. I mean, even even looking at our, our favorite bar, the library, which is happens to be right next to the Mercury Lounge venue. I mean, that's where we would go after every single show that when we had a performance and it's just, it's just a terrible, terrible situation. That yeah. Yeah. You know, what I've seen here in Los Angeles is the creative community really stepping up. I've been inspired to bring awareness to these independent, small, important live venues by offering them support, you know, through their live streams and those types of things. Has the New York community, have you seen that same type of sort of rallying around to at least hopefully get them through this time? Yes, 100%. There is, there is nothing like, you, you can't imagine what it's like when New York comes together. It's something I've never seen. The people here are so passionate and they fight like hell. Um, you know, the Sweet Relief Musicians Fund has been a charity that I've really been trying to bring awareness to and um, donate to because they're, you know, trying to help musicians all over the world. Um, you know, I think something that's really difficult, not just for the venues right now, but it's the musicians that aren't able to tour, you know, most oh, that's for most sure. musicians make their income from touring. And that kind of, you know, brings it full circle to this duality of life with yep. Brenna and B. Miles, because, right. you know, both of them live in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you kind of, I know you see this as wearing two hats. I'm speaking with Brenna Miles of B. Miles, <laughs> and you have to kind of reconcile those two worlds a little bit, right? You as the individual, you as the artist in this project. Yeah, 100%. I, I think that when I first moved to New York, you know, I was 22, had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is, you know, you have to find a job of some sort. Um, you got to be able to pay your bills and your rent. And there's a certain reality that, you know, especially in a place like New York, being a musician isn't necessarily going to make those ends meet. And so it was this really weird life that I was going through where I would wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know, have a, a red eye cup of coffee, you know, do my commute to midtown Manhattan at, you know, a suits and tie job, work until six, and then quickly run to sound check in Brooklyn and change and put on a show, get home at 1 a.m. after a post show and start it all over again. Mm. And it was just this really strange feeling I was having. And that's what I would say the entirety of this album is talking about is this dichotomy bef between the, the two faces that Brenna has to be throughout the day um, and the insecurity that, that came with that. I don't, I don't know who I am. Am I Brenna? Am I B. Miles? And it's wonderful to be able to look at this project because it was written three, four years ago. It's almost you know, like reading a diary from, from a different time of my life. And it's wonderful to read about those insecurities and know that I feel more sure of myself in New York and as B. Miles now. It's a, it's a new chapter and a new time. And it's just, it's, re it's really fun to look back when you, release, when you release something like that. How about we hear another song off of the new record, In Order of Appearance? And the song that you want to play for us is called Neighborhood Haircut. 
So neighborhood haircut actually comes from the New York family that I have, you know, accumulated here, raising one another. We've almost become each other's family and helped one another grow during this, you know, pivotal time of our lives when you are coming into adulthood and trying to figure out how to survive, especially in a a tough place like New York. And so this, this song really focuses on those, those emotions that you feel from, you know, helping raise one another, the, the care that you have for each other, the, the concern you have for one another, and, and essentially, you know, being each other's parents in a way. These people that I make music with, these collaborators, they're, they're not just music collaborators. These are my best friends, my family. I think I speak to them at least four times a day. And half of the time, it doesn't even <laughs> pertain to music. Right. You know, we, we all just really, really love each other. I think that's what makes, you know, the community that we've built so, so special. Um, it's, it's not something that I take for granted at all. It's something that I I count my lucky stars for every single day. This is B. Miles performing a live version of Neighborhood Haircut on Joy Sounds.
And that was B. Miles with Neighborhood Haircut. That really resonates with me. I know the power of your your community, your your neighborhood, and that translates whether you're in New York or Chicago or Los Angeles. I, I, I can see that resonating with a lot of people who, particularly now, are having to find out just how important that that community is. No, 100%. I think especially right now, I don't even know how to tell you in words how special these these boys are to me. This, yeah. These amazing bandmates and, and community that I've had the gift of working with for the last five years. Um, and especially during COVID, you know, these are the people that are emotionally supporting you every day, helping you get through it. Okay, so you revealed to us earlier in our conversation that the songs that make up your new record in order of appearance. You've lived with them for quite some time. It sounds like you wrote them quite some time ago and it represents a snapshot of of your life at that time. I find that really interesting that you've lived with these songs and now you, you get the chance to sort of almost look back in time. Are you kind of feeling like you're sort of thumbing through an old yearbook or something? It definitely feels like thumbing through an old yearbook. I actually have most of my diaries from growing up when I was a kid. And I love looking back on those every once in a while and mm. just kind of seeing, you know, where were you emotionally when you were... 16 you know where were you when you were 18 and so on and so forth and so you know looking at these at these lyrics and and even some of the melodies as well as the instrumentation I think it's really clear about what was happening during that time in my life there's a lot of polarity in the sound almost a sense of confusion you know mm. there's in the album you'll you'll notice that there's it will go from being extremely loud to being extremely quiet. And, and I wanted to show that because I wanted to show that there's so many different sides that each one of us has to be throughout the day. I mean, you don't wake up as, you know, just yourself for the entire day. You wake up in your, your morning self and then you have your daytime self. You have your nighttime self. Um, and I feel like you have different moods throughout all of these times. I would definitely use the word wide dynamic range. <laughs> and so you've got you've got some drama in there and really set against some really cool soundscapes and textures. It takes us through the mountains and the valleys of what maybe a day or even a year in a life might look like. No, yes, most definitely. I think it's 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 fun it's to be able to look at this different chapter that's been closed, especially because I feel so much more confident in who I am now. I bet that that's nice for you to to go, oh, I, I've grown. I'm in a better place now. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. It's, it would beat the opposite where you'd look back and go, wow, I just, man, I had it together back then. But now I'm, <laughs> now I'm a mess. I can't believe it. No, that's, that's a better outcome. <laughs> I'll never forget um, when I, <laughs> my first uh, optometry appointment, like three years ago, I remember... Um, you know, the eye doctor saying to me, I don't envy your age. I hated being your age. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was so insecure. I love being my age now. Yep. <laughs> and I never understood what he meant. And, you know, fast forward, I always think back to it. Thanks, doc. Thanks, exactly. optometry guy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the world advice. Appreciate that. <laughs> since you lived with these songs on the record in order of appearance, uh, since you lived with them so long, did they change over time? Did you have different settings and different production approaches? Did they 
did, did you watch them evolve? Most of them we watched evolve for a couple songs in particular, you know, we would work, we worked on them for a couple months and then we took a six month break and it was okay. Let's, we don't know what we're, how to translate this song. Let's just really, really let it breathe and give ourselves time to figure out how it is that we want to portray this. And we'll come back to it. Most of the songs towards the end were going through revisions. And at a certain point, I mean, you have to stop yourself. You're always going to want to make revisions and think that you can make things better and better and better. But I think that for someone that's working on their project, that kind of comes with it. Of course, you're going to want to keep perfecting it. until it's It's tricky, though. At some point, you kind of let it go. You have to. I always loved the old saying from Motown Records. They always said, no song is ever finished. It's just <laughs> abandoned, you know? And uh, <laughs> it kind of sounds like you may have had, had to adopt a similar attitude. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does the future hold for B. Miles? What do you see ahead of you? What does the future hold for B. Miles? Well, I can tell you that we are already writing new music. You know, I'm, I'm really trying to change the lyrical focal point for this next project. Mm. Um, And, you know, while In Order of Appearance focuses on um, insecurity and fear, I'd like to move away from that. And, you know, I'm I'm so excited that this album is finally out. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) This is an obvious question. So forgive me. But I'm going to assume that when we're on the other side of COVID, that B. Miles is a band is going to get out there with a vengeance and and play all the time. Is that a safe oh, assumption? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm dying to perform. Mm. I, I can't even tell you. Um, it's one of my, it is my favorite thing in the world. And um, the fact that we're not really able to do it right now, it's 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 a difficult pill to swallow. But yeah, yeah. You bet your bottom dollar when we can start performing again, it's, it's going to be happening. <laughs> Brenna of B Miles, congratulations on the new record. Um, Thank and you, Chris. please, all of the Joy Sounds listeners, go find her record in order of appearance. And we are going to close today's show with a tune that's got, a, I think, a pretty compelling title to it. So we're going to play Brenna at some9to5.com off the new record. And I'm going to guess that this is um, uh, autobiographical. Oh, yes. And it's actually a real email address. So feel free to email me. All right. Okay. Dro- <laughs> drop her a note. Drop Brenna a note. Brenna at some9to5.com. This is a song that directly deals with that duality of you living this double life of the Brenna during the day, the B Miles at night. Is that safe to assume? 100%. You know, this song, I'd say, really, really encompasses that dichotomy of, you know, Brenna in the morning and be miles at night. I think that this song really helped me explore, you know, who I am at 8 a.m. and who I am at, you know, 6 p.m. when I am at band practice with my best friends. And, you know, even from there, who I am at 1 a.m. when I'm getting off stage at a sold out show. And this song really helped me just come to terms with you don't have to be, you know, just Brenna and be miles. Like, you can do everything and it's it's okay. Congrats once again on the new record in order of appearance. And to close out today's show, this is B Miles performing Brenna at some nine to five dot com on Joy Sounds. Thanks so much, Brenna. Thanks, Chris.
Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.